you're a podcast virgin, you know, you've only uh, recorded, if I do the gazintas here, um, you got 563 of the main show, mm-hmm. uh, you got 348 of this show, because this is Longbox Heroes After Dark 348, <laughs> you, and then not including Nerd Herd, which no one does, Right. that's well over a thousand podcasts that you've been a part of, Todd. Right, and I believe I starred on a few, maybe like Shoozy and Jason Kirk. I think I did one of theirs. Oh, and were you on an episode of Podvocacy or something back in the day? I think so. They told me I were, I was, and I vaguely remember being on. Um, I can't remember the the guy's name. <laughs> they told me I was. I don't know. <laughs> um, and I don't remember all this stuff. My brain is fried. And what was the gentleman? He was at one of the pizza wrestlings that we went to. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, one of the pizza wrestlings. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, and that's the thing. You, no, I know you, so I know what that means. He was at one of the Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium <laughs> shows. Right. Um, so he, um, uh, Mark Cole. Uh, yes. The Winter Palace, if you will. Yes. I was on some stuff for him to talk about Doctor Who. Uh-huh. I'm sorry about that. No, I, you should be proud of that. <laughs> you listened to all my appearances, so I figured you would have listened to those, especially. You know what? And that's the thing. I did. I did listen to those. But once you guys started getting to the minutiae of Doctor Who, and I'm like, eh, there's my time to start hitting fast forward a little bit. All right, it's time to hit the old dusty trail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you're, you're wondering what we're talking about here, uh, Todd was just recently on. Someone we mentioned quite a bit on the show, of course. Uh, he's been an avid listener, longtime fan of the show, et cetera, et cetera, um, of uh, Chris Runt, his uh, comic book podcast, uh, The Fortress of Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on that. Make sure you go check out the video elements so you can see Todd in all of his glory. <laughs> my my 4K glory. Also, yes. they wanted the best po- uh, comic book podcaster, and they got his co-host. Uh, I would, I wouldn't say I'm the best. If I was to one day do a search of how many podcast, comic book podcasts there were, and so on and so forth, and like do all that math as well, I'd say we're in like the top one thousand. Right now, all we need is more uh, rate and reviews on iTunes because they totally matter, and we will be good. No, again, I see. And I was uh, off air. I was giving Todd uh, podcast pointers, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. since not only am I a podcast glory hound where I go on everybody's podcast if mm-hmm. I have time available, but also I'm an avid podcast listener. And uh, the only the only critiques I have for Todd is he says, that, well, I hate to po- I hate to plug the Patreon. <laughs> and I used to go on podcasts and I would mention soon to be ne- named network. Right. Mm hmm. And I'm like, fuck them. They need to do their own things. Like, if I'm on somebody else's show, I'll mention the Patreon, right? <laughs> right. Well, see, I lull you in, and then the way I, you know, explain it, I, it's yeah. like, oh, you know what? He shouldn't hate that, and I should give them all my monies. And I think the other uh, the other part that I loved was when you said kayfabe on the show. <laughs> I'm right. glad that that seeped into your consciousness. Oh, a lot of that seeps into my consciousness. Like, yes. uh, like, uh, was it a uh, deathmatch legend, Adam Carolla? No, wait, Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona. Oh my God. 
both both of them have podcasting empires, and both of them have uh, interesting relationships with their significant others. Oh, good, good, good. Oh my goodness. Uh, so other than that, how was your week? Before we get into all my shit, it was good. It was hot. It was hot. I went over to uh, the DC artist's house for his wife's birthday with a couple of people. With oh, okay, uh, that's nice. The, the summer you and the retailer and the 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 summer uh, the retailer's dog. We went over and we hung out. There was other people that we knew, like Tom's brother and everything, were there. But it was a it was a fun time. We stayed late and um saturday and it was just like i haven't gotten to see tom much and uh he was but too bad he was running around doing all the party stuff but then he finally calmed down and we helped him clean up but you know that was my it was good to get out to that you know what i mean like yeah just it was a fun time to 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 do that and the party was good i know tom, uh the dc artist i don't know why we we're afraid to say his name um right <laughs> The, the, oh, all right, the definitive Colonel Sanders artist. That, there you go. Put some respect on it. That's right. Um, I know he has two small children. Were the small children there? Yes, yes, they were. And, um, then they, and did they say any darndest things? They did. Well, uh, they didn't. Um, I kind of keep, I'm like the old football rule, the five-yard halo and punting. That's, I don't want a, you know, a child within five yards of me. Okay. So I'm, not, I'm not a kid person, so. And Tom, right, I like Tom, Tom understands that. And he's just like, no, uh, honey, he's not going to give you the love and attention you're craving. Find another person. <laughs> now, ironically, you and I have very similar looks. Mm-hmm. You know, your hair is a little bit longer. Uh, my voice is a little bit more thunderous and booming, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Almost like it was made for podcasting. But go ahead. Right. Neither one of us have a look that's conducive. To being a friend of children. But kids love me, man. Now, see, conversely, I want to be like, oh, hi, little kid, and so on and so forth. There, more times than not, kids are deathly afraid of me. I, I would like birthdays. I will trade you on this. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I like, I don't know what it is, but everybody, like every friend I've ever had who has a kid or any straight, like they're strangely like like come like are fascinated with me and like my family always said it's like uh karma because the the universe knows you hate them and i'm like yeah i do uh but i won't karate chop a baby or anything so no no so i do my darndest to just sneak away you know i do the darndest things joe gotcha uh how's my wall doing um, we were working a, a little bit, uh, mostly, um, cosmetic stuff we're getting ready to do, like little things that I have to do to get ready. A lot of boring, tedious, like if I explain it to you, it really would just waste my time and yours, but, uh, it's moving along. I was going to say, what the hell are we doing? Don't you worry about it. All right. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. All right. So we chipped I don't away. like you doing shit with my wall and just like saying, oh, don't worry about it. It's just cosmetic stuff. It's right, not the like, same wall. We're just, uh, you know, making it a little bit more wall-like, all right? Put some rouge on it. Cosmetic. Yeah, yeah. It a little bit of that steps. wall rouge. But how, yeah. so how how close uh, are we to it being completed? Um, Probably a little while. We still haven't gotten the carpenters there yet, so. Okay. Once the carpenters frame it, the guys, they said they'll put probably put the overhead door on in the day. That's, but it's. 
the problem of finding like carpenters who are willing to do, like come out and do like it's tough to get uh, contractors to do anything right now. They're all so busy. Mm-hmm. So I don't and know see that's tell. right. So that's the thing we're worried about as well because we're supposed to get a pool in August, right? Right. Last year, at the beginning of the pandemic, we contacted, like, the local pool place and right. said, hey, we want a pool. And they said, yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, but we'll put you on a list, right? Right. Well, okay. With the, many, with the many lists that you're already on, Joe. Right. On the many, many lists. So this past February, they contact us and say, hey, remember you contacted us last May about a pool? We're like, Yes. They're like, we think we could squeeze you in in August. Oh, good. Okay. Now, here's the only problem with that is, um, so where we are in Hanover Township and every little area in northeastern Pennsylvania, Wilkes-Barre and Scranton and Hanover Township, as things even break down further than from there, and, you know, people say Wilkes-Barre, but then it's Hanover Township and Edwardsville and Kingston and all these little fiefdoms all have their different rules and regulations and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. So for us, we had to do like uh, on graph paper, you know, do like a whole measurement of our property and how much of our property is covered by structures both attached and non-attached from our home. I know what you're talking about. You can only have so much covered ground on a, a, a size of a property. Right. So we had to do all that, right? And we broke the, and we, I broke the tape measure doing that. So we had to go oh. run and get a tape measure. I don't know if I told this story on the podcast, but I'm going to repeat it. So we go over to like the local, like Lowe's or Home Depot, or whatever the hell it is, right? And we're looking at the tape measures and I go, okay, let's get this one. You know, it's Stanley brand, not a sponsor of the show, but they're a good, they're durable, they're whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So my wife's like, well, here's this Stanley one that's only, like, the one I picked out was 20 bucks, right? Right. My wife's like, well, here's this Stanley one. It's a little bit smaller. Um, and it's only 13 bucks. I'm like, whatever, right? I don't, you know, I, I, so I made my, what? What, was one of them like a 50-foot tape and one was like a 10-foot tape? No. So the $13 one didn't have foot markers at each 12-inch increment. It was Uh, just inches straight across, right? Right. (laughs) So, like, you know, you get a normal one, and then, like, it starts, you know, once you get, like, to two feet, three feet, whatever, it starts, like, redoing, like, the one-inch, you know, the the one to 12 inches, and then you have your three-foot, four-inch, five-inch, or three-foot, four-foot, five-foot, six-foot, and then underneath it, in a smaller number, it has how many inches you're going. This just had inches. At no point did it say how many feet you are in. So as we're measuring, it's like, okay, that's 62 inches, 60 inches is five feet, so that's five feet, two inches. And, like, it was just an extra step of math. I would have paid the extra $7, so I didn't have to do the extra math, right? Right, right. So then, after we do that, we have to submit it to uh, this, the uh, the Hanover Township uh, Council. Town zoning board. board. Zoning board, right. Then they have to approve it, and then it has to be voted on at the next council meeting. Oh. So we go through all of that shit, right? We had this done like in April. Like they called us in February and said, you guys are cleared for a pool in August. We're like, get this shit done like ASAP, right? Let's not wait around. 
So we had it done in April. They voted on it in June because who the hell knows when they vote on these things. So we're cleared, right? So now they have to wait for the pool place to contact them to let them know when they're coming to break ground. The problem is, especially with how rainy and shit it's been, if this pool place has been so backed up, every time that it rains for like three or four days, like it has been for the last like two months, right? I don't think they could dig and put up a pool in the rain. Oh, they can. It all depends on whether it's a swamp in your backyard. Right. So I, so I, I don't think we're getting that pool in August. Call it a hunch. I think with all the rain that we've had, like the people that were supposed to get their, their pools in May and June got bumped for the rain, and then we're getting bumped for the people that got bumped for the rain. Well, you call them up and say, you're Joe Sposto, you don't take bumps. <laughs> I took one bump, and that was it. Uh, was it a Spectrox bump? Uh, well, that is, I don't even know how many that is. But one physical bump in a wrestling ring was one. Oh, you only took one in your entire career? See, I know one. bump and kayfabe, Joe. Right. Have I ever told you this story? No, I don't think you've ever told me the, the bump that you took. Okay. I thought you were a honky-tonk man, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So I'm not going to tell you, like, the whole storyline of everything, right? Oh, no. I'm so sad. Go on. So it's supposed to be like this whole big reveal of like this secret group that was within Chikara. If there's wrestling people listening, they know, right? <laughs> and during the course of the thing, um, you know, the guy is like, oh, we want to talk to the like the person in charge around here. And this was me as the director of fun. So I come out and I'm like, all right, what are your demands? And he's like, no, no, not you. Him points to Mantis. Oh. <gasps> All hell breaks loose, and there's, like, bodies flying all over the place, right? Right. And I'm supposed to get hit by uh, now World Wrestling Entertainment superstar Claudio, right? Uh, the Cesaro. guy who, who milks the tall cow? Who milks the tall cow. He doesn't milk a tall cow anymore, but he always oh. milks a tall cow to you, right? Right. In my heart, he'll always milk the tall cow. So this is all laid out, and prior, like, prior to going out, for, like, during, like, the ride down and everything else, uh, Stan Malibu is like, if you don't take, uh, the uppercut, like, cause it's like, he, he was just going to come and like club me. Right. Mm -hmm. But Cesaro also does like this big, like swing, like your like uppercut where like he gets his arm involved and like, it's a whole big thing. Right. Right. I know the so, European uppercut. Okay. There you go. Does. So there's three things that, you know, right. So Jerry's like, if you don't take the European uppercut, you're you're a punk. You're a, you know you're a sissy. You're not a real man, right? You're a CM Punk. But go ahead. Oh, that's that would have been the worst insult. <laughs> so we're all getting ready to go out there and do the thing, and I grab Claudio and I say, hey, I go, when we go out there and all everything's going down, I go, give me the I go, give me the uppercut, and he gets a big grin on his face and he puts his hand on my shoulder. He's like, I got you. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Today you are a man. Oh, shit. All right, so the whole thing happens. I come out, I'm on the apron, and I'm thinking to myself, there's going to be bodies flying all over the place, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take the European uppercut. I need to go down. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll off the apron and try to roll under the ring so that I'm out of the way, and as bodies are flying, I don't get landed on, right? Right. So, 
the the cue happens, and Claudio doesn't give me the uppercut. He instead takes like two giant steps across the ring and just slams his forearm into my chest. <laughs> right. So I just go down, right? So it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I hit the I hit the uh the, the hardest part of the ring, as they say, the the edge of the ring, right? I land <laughs> and I go, okay. I go. I'm fine. I got to let this like just sit for a second or two. And then I'm going to roll off the ring and roll underneath the ring. Right. Mm-hmm. So as I roll off the ring, I roll in a way that I kind of land on my feet and my hands and then go flat on my stomach. And then as I do that, somebody lands on me. Oh, I hope it was a thin guy. <laughs> it was because most of the Chikara people are little lithe uh, individuals. Right. Right, like uh, st- what, like Martin Short size guy. Right, but because I don't know how to like, I don't. I was never trained. I don't know how to bump. Right, so when I fe- when he clubbed me in the chest and I fell, I pinched my arm in between my body as I fell down. Mm-hmm. So on the back of my right arm, I had this huge bruise. Oh, from, badge of honor from my sizable frame landing on my arm in between like a giant metal frame. Um, so we go to the back and everyone's like, oh, good job, good job, good job, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Claudio's like, I totally forgot. I was supposed to give you the uppercut. He goes, and then I thought to my, he goes, I, I goes, as everything was going on, he goes, I looked and I saw you there. I thought to myself, he's like, why is Joe there? He goes, oh, that's right. I'm supposed to hit him. Because <laughs> it was like chaos, right? Like, very rarely did Chikara do something like that on a grand scale, you know? Right, right. But yeah, that was my one bump I took in all of wrestling. All right. Did you take a morphine patch when you got in the back? No. No. Okay. Somebody else had already called dibs. <laughs> okay. Stan? Yes. <laughs> Stan handed him out like candy. Yeah. Um, but just, and again, not to eat this up too much, we have time because we're pl- we're recording early for us. <laughs> yes. Because like the little boy in the movie, I'm home alone. <laughs> right. Don't burn your face with aftershave. No. Uh, my wife and my son went on vacation with my cousin and her daughter, who's mm-hmm. like the same age as my kid. Maybe like a year younger, whatever. So uh, this, people had asked, there's nothing going on. I just couldn't get the time off of work. Um, my wife had blocked this week off for her work like a year ago, like 12 calendar months ago, because this was supposed to be the week that my kid was going to Boy Scout camp. Right. When it came time to put the stuff in for Boy Scout camp, nobody else in Ace's group was going. So if Ace was going, it would have been with like all the older kids or all the younger kids. So he's like, fuck that. I don't want to do that. Right. I can't blame him. Right. So my wife's like, we're going to go to the beach instead. I'm going to plan a trip to the beach. She goes, you figure out if you can get off of work. Uh, I figured out if I can get off of work and they said, no, thank you. So uh, I've been home alone. It's not much different. It's just that it's now my job to wrangle the cats. Oh, Joe Sposto cat wrangler. Yeah. Um, now, this is the part my wife will never know this. she don't listen to the show. Right. Uh, I'm going to have to cut this out with my ringtone maker and play it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In my luck, she listens like, oh, let's listen to Joe's podcast on the way home from uh, the trip to the beach. Right. Right. So when I'm in here working and nobody else is here, like Asa or her or anyone else, I shut the door in my office 
and she puts the cats down to the basement because we have one good cat and one bad cat. And the bad cat scratches up the furniture. And I say this in quotes, scratches up the furniture, okay? When my son and my wife are not here and I'm home alone and I leave the cats upstairs, one lays down in one spot for 12 hours. The other one lays down on the couch for 12 hours and neither one moves the entire time. I don't hear no scratching. I don't see no scratching. I don't see nothing. So I just leave them up here. Right. No fight. They only fight when I go out like for my breaks or to get my lunch. Because it's like, oh, the big the big monster's out. We have to, like, put on our show or something, right? <laughs> right. So that's the only time that they move. So I've just been leaving them up here the whole time. But then I got to wrangle them to put them in the basement when it's, like, time for bed. Because then I don't want them roaming around here aimlessly in the dark. That's different. Right. Getting the zoomies, as the kids call it. Right. One, the bad one gets the zoomies all the other, all the time. The other one just like lays in the, uh, lays in the floor like a lump. Right. Where's my sunbeam? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so, you know, I've been, you know, I, I, I make my, my breakfast. I make my lunch. I go out for, I've gone out for dinner this week. Um, you know, and it's just, you know, today was Chinese like it usually is. Um, but I cleaned out the freezer today. <gasps> My wife had, like, empty cardboard boxes in there with nothing in them. <laughs> uh, like, four-year-old Christmas cookies. And it's, like, literally, like, one cookie in a bag. <sighs> like, one cookie in a giant freezer bag. And it says Christmas 2018. Right. So you <laughs> ate it. And it's, like, here's bread that, like, it's a giant bag of bread with one piece of bread in it. Here's mm-hmm. all this other freezer burn shit. And I'm just like, I'm getting this out of here. I'm pissed off about it. It's gone, you know? Right. So I sent my wife a text. I'm like, I cleaned the freezer. All of the cardboard boxes and three and four-year-old Christmas cookies you've been saving are gone. She's like, oh, thank you very much. Oh, good. I was waiting for not my Christmas cookie. (sighs) So that's what I've been up to. I'm glad. I was worried about your freezer. Last time I was over... Your freezer looked a little packed, so... Yeah, yeah. All the bagels were gone. Oh, I have to replace them. I know your wife loves when I bring over a half does. Mm-hmm. She does. Yep. So half. I think that's it. That's yep. all we need to cover. I agree. Uh, this was uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark 348. Be sure you go sign up for the Patreon, longbo- or uh, patreon.com slash longboxheroes. At the $5 level, you get this show early, so you can listen to these shows in the correct listening order. Uh, you get the two bonus shows that Todd and I do, Previewing the Past, where we look at this month's previews catalog from 30 years ago to see what the comic book industry looked like. And six never seen movies. I give Todd six movies he never saw, and he gives me six movies I've never seen. Uh, this month's offering is Todd is watching the Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Show for the first time. Right. We're all excited about it. And uh, again, of course, we have a dollar level where you get that stuff just a little bit later as well. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. I love when you push the Patreon, Joe. Yep. 
And see, it all ends back around. It's like a full circle. It's like poetry, so it rhymes. We started off with me critiquing you for not wanting to push the Patreon. We end the show with me saying, push the Patreon. Yep. All right, everyone, thank you very much for listening. You're we'll listening see you all here to next week. to be named network. The Lamborghini <laughs> of Podcast Network.